0: Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church Podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is week three of Worst Year Ever. Give thanks in spite of it. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Well, God is good amen 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 thank you again guys look the new word for you today devotionals are in we're getting back to normal amen. even though the news wants to keep saying we're not getting back to normal we're getting back to normal amen. can we do that a little bit more hard we're getting back to normal <laughs> anyway the word for you today devotionals are in three-month devotional Last month, last quarter, we ran out, which really surprised us with all that was going on. If you are going to use them for stocking stuffers, I would get them sooner. If you've never read one before, grab one on the house. They're over at the Welcome Center. And those that order the uh, the apple pies, they're in at the Welcome Center, frozen for you and ready for you to take home. So stop by the Welcome Center. God's good. God's good. Amen. You know, I looked up uh, after I read... um, john 14 20 27 i looked it up in the the passion translation listen what it says scott goes right along with what you just said i leave the gift of peace with you my peace not the kind of fragile peace given by the world but my perfect peace don't yield to fear or be troubled in your heart instead be courageous i like that be courageous amen you know Do it afraid, as Joyce Myers always says, right? Do it afraid. You ready to get into the Word, church family? Let's pray this morning. Father, we again bless you and thank you for the opportunity that we have in a free nation. To come and get into the word and we see what's going on in New York and California, how they're coming against churches, Lord, and coming against our liberties, Lord, and coming against our First Amendment right, Lord, of of freedom of religion, Father, and we just pray over our state, Lord, that this isn't going to come here, but Lord, whatever happens, Lord, we're going to preach the gospel, Lord, we're going to keep on doing what we got to do, Lord. And Father, we pray for these unsaved leaders, Lord. Leaders in the political realm. Governors, mayors, uh, city council, board of education, senators, house of Representatives, judges, uh, lawyers, presidents, or wh- whatever it might be, prime ministers, kings. And we pray that they, their hearts would be open, Lord, because you said, and I believe it's Isaiah, hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It stirs up the dead, even the great. So we know that even in hell at this moment, there are many so-called great people of this life that aren't great no more, Lord. So we pray for their souls. We pray for their eyes to be open, Lord, that they might see. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Would you turn with me to Habakkuk? Let's look at the scripture we started with last week. Again, as we continue on looking at 2020 how the 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 junk that it's brought and now it hasn't stopped it's like my lord you think okay give us a break now here it is again now who knows what these next few weeks are going to be like with this uh election and the contested election and so forth and so on but you know what let's just stay in peace and uh Keep staying in prayer, please. I don't, when I, when, you know, sometimes people think, "Stay in peace." That means do nothing. No, no, we're prayer warriors. Hallelujah, we make intercession on behalf of our King. Amen. The kingdoms of this world they have become the kingdoms of our God and of His Christ. Amen. At this point, it's not. On this point, we know the prince of the powers of the air, and that we can see it. I mean, it's so obvious that you can see it. But you know what? It's coming to an end. Amen. Amen. And you know, like I always say, uh, you know, life is like a roll of toilet paper, it gets a lot quicker as you get to the end. <laughs> that's, that's the truth, amen? My goodness, it goes by so quick, alright? So here we are, we're getting into the finishing part. Let's not forget that as we look at end times scripture, if you study the, 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 the teaching of end times, it is in every book of the Bible, not just one or two, you find it everywhere. But Timothy brings out so clear that one of the signs of the end time will be the breaking down of the family unit. Children will be disobedient to their parents. And right after that, he says, people will be unthankful, unthankful, unthankful. Amen. It's a big word there for this November month. Amen. So Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, everybody there? Nope. I didn't say where to go, right? 317, here we go. And this is the prophet Habakkuk speaking, and he says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, though the labors of the olives may fail, this Habakkuk 317, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stall, yet I will, yet I will. I will is one of the strongest statements. If you look, when Lucifer tried to ascend himself above God, he said, I will put my throne above the most high God. I will. And he makes five declarations of I will. And then God turns around and gives him five declarations right back. I will cast you out. Amen. And on and on. That's found over in the book of Isaiah. You got to understand that Lucifer, he tries to make himself... Like he is like God. He is not like God. He was, he's a created being. In fact, he's an angelic being. And the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? For you have made him a little lower than Elohim. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians that we will judge angels on one day. Man, there's sometimes you kind of go, Oh, just, just trust God. Amen. We don't know what it's all going to be then, but according to, to God, we're going to be ruling and according to the Bible, we're going to be ruling and reigning with Him. And what we do down here sets us up for up there. So, find out. The greatest thing you can do in life is find out what your purpose is, what God has for you, and do it. That's it. That's it. So many people are so afraid to ask God, what is your purpose for me? Because you think He's going to send you to Siberia or something. Hey, You know, you, God knows your makeup. He knows what, what what makes you tick just be faithful to him amen not everybody is called into five-fold ministry many people are called to be mamas and daddies and work and provide and maybe support a mission work or or do something in the church so forth and so on so don't be afraid to ask God Lord what is my purpose and he might say you're doing it you're doing it because the grass always looks greener on the other side we always think somebody's doing it better than me you don't, you don't know what i go through in my own mind how many pastors do it better look at that they've done this i, I haven't lord it am i going to even make it into heaven pastor do you of course i do i want to grow i want to be the best pastor i can be for you guys I want to be able to feed you. I want to be able to pray for you. I want you to have miracles, but most important, what I want you to have over anything is that you would fall in love with Jesus Christ, that you would have a passionate desire for Him, for when you have a passionate desire for Him, He will always take you to Abba, and He'll always introduce you to the goodness of the Father and how good the Father is. Amen. Amen. So watch now. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Can we declare that today? Say it with me. The Lord is my strength. The, say it again. The Lord is my strength. He, make, he will make my feet like deer feet. And he will make me walk on high hills. That's our God. That's Old Testament, and that's our God. That's what he thinks of us. Man, I get blown away to just, you know, where I walk, there's deer, there's beer, there's rabbits, there's fox. And, and the way they can just go in the woods, and you're like, I go in the woods, and I end up with thorns all over me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And these animals just run right through like it's nothing, because their feet were made like hind feet. Amen. So we saw last week that God, remember last week? God is a, hey, you guys did good. God, the devil is a bad devil. God's a good God. Devil is a bad devil. And what the devil has done, now catch what I'm going to say, he has brought fake news and made God look like the bad one and all that goes on in Life. Insurance companies call it act of God. We look at that. Why did God do that? Why did God allow that? Why did God cause that? Did He? Remember, we have a principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We have the Prince of Darkness in whom the God of this world has blinded their eyes. The authority that God gave to man is mind-boggling when you really study it out gave man such dominion of the earth that it encompassed the entire earth. And who even knows how far out into space it goes because we know there are stars that are dying and nothing dies under the purity of our precious Father God. So how far did this reach? According to what I see in the book of Hebrews, it reached to the very throne of God, but not the throne itself. Because God said to Abraham, I swear by myself, for there is no higher than me to swear by. Think about that, guys. Think about that free will, that authority, what God made in man. And yeah, there's a hiccup right now, guys. It's been a 6,000-year hiccup. But it's all going to turn around, amen? Kingdom restored, amen? Now, look, some people believe that the kingdom is going to be restored in this life. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, that kingdom now theology that we are going to straighten everything out. Are you kidding me? We make bigger messes out of things. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. He's the one that's going to straighten this thing out. That's why he's going to set up a new heaven and a new earth. He's the one that's going to take the curse off this world. Amen. Look. This is the great teaching that that has been taught for hundreds and hundreds of years and it's probably one of the most important teachings you can get and it's called, ready, in him. In him. How many times have I talked about the little book? It set me free about 40 years ago. In him. And what it is is to look in the New Testament and look under the epistles because the epistles are written to who? The church. The church. The epistles are to the church. We're the church. And every time you see in him, in whom, in the beloved, underline that and start saying, that's who I am. That's who I am. I am the righteousness of God today. And if I stopped right there, I am in error. Come on, guys. But if I say this, I am the righteousness of God in him. Because of Jesus Christ, I have his righteousness today. If any man be in Christ, he is a... New creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Ephesians, verse after verse, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in him. And it just goes on and on and on of what we have because of what Jesus Christ has done. That's where he talks about entering into the rest. Rest doesn't mean there's no work. Rest means You're secure in him. You ever watch children? They just rest on their mama, don't they? I mean, this morning I read that scripture. I can't remember it now. I actually text Diane and said, what was that scripture again about the little baby? How it just rests in its mother's arms. And that's how it is with us. We should just rest in Abba, knowing it's going to be okay. It's going to be screwy, but it's going to be okay. I always said it like this, a few years ago, last time I'll do it, my days are done, thank you Jesus, but I went on, I didn't know at the time, it was in North North Carolina, it was the biggest roller coaster on the entire East Coast, Uh, somebody told me it it was just crazy, it was crazy, it was just a last minute thing, oh come on, let's do it, paid to get in this park, why not? Three days later, I was still feeling the effects of that thing. Oh, and I had people come on. You should have wore magnets. You should have. I should have did a lot of things. I tell you what I should have did. I should have went on the stupid thing. But let me tell you, when I was on that ride, all I had to do was sit and relax. The ride did the rest. In our Christian walk, we got to learn to sit and relax. When you're going through the swirls of life, when you're going through the high moments and the low moments, when things are flipping around on you, sit, relax. God's a good, good father. He didn't leave you in the storm. So I love that poem, the footprints in the sand, right? I was there, I was carrying you during that time, amen? Amen. All right, so last week we saw that God, again, is a good God, devil's a bad God, devil tries to bring bad, uh, fake news about almighty God. We saw that about Job. How about Job? Well, we studied Job out and we saw it was never God, it was always Satan. Again, in the Old Testament, you need to understand when it's causative tense and when it's permissive tense. The Old Testament always looks like it's causative or God caused it, amen? And he didn't. God has to permit it because of free will that's out there. But we can also permit blessings upon us. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy. Everybody say, hello, goodness. Hello, mercy. mercy. Shall follow me all the days of my life while I'm living on earth. And then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These are the blessings of the word. Amen. So we saw Job last week. We also had a nice little adventure in Paul. We had time, right? And we saw that they were both attacked by Satan. Everywhere Paul went, he was hindered. But, I didn't think I said this first service. I said it second service. If you look at the last two scriptures in the book of Acts, the last two verses, it says Paul had his own rented place. He preached all over. No one Hindering him. Look it up if you don't believe me. Look for yourself. So, Paul even overcame this thorn of the flesh according to Acts chapter 28 at the very end there. We see that in the Old Testament, the thorn of the flesh, again, let Scripture interpret Scripture. In the Old Testament, the thorn of the flesh was when the children of Israel were not obedient. God said that these people will even be a thorn in your side. And over and over, why don't we just interpret the Bible for what it says? Amen. Always read, this is so important, so important to your spiritual growth. Ready? Always read the Old Testament with the eyes of the New Testament. We are not Old Testament covenant people. We are New Testament covenant people. Now, some people say you shouldn't even read the Old Testament. Oh, no, you should. The Old Testament, is a, it's wonderful. It's filled with, with so much. Next year, I, I want to take you on a journey and show you Jesus in every book of the old testament because he's everywhere amen so here we need to have the eyes of the new testament or let's put it in a better way you need the eyes of the new covenant we are under a new covenant established upon better promises they were under covenant of law if they did this they were blessed if they didn't do it Curses came upon them, Deuteronomy chapter 28. You see the blessings, you see the curse. You ever notice the curses were a lot more than the blessings? Because we're living in a curse-filled world. My Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, I believe it's verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. For what reason that the blessings of Abraham may come upon us. Maybe we should find out what those blessings of Abraham. Father Abraham, thank God for that man that was willing to obey God all the way to the point of being willing to give up his son, his only son, because of the covenant that he made with God. And because of his obedience, God said, basically, God said this, because you were willing to give your son, I'm giving the world my son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in the son is saved. He who believes not, the wrath of God is still upon him. That's why I pray for the lost. That's my most fervent prayer. For the lost, the unchurched, the unsaved. Because eternity is a long time to be wrong. In Psalm 34, verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, say blessed. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord. You, his saints, who's that? Us, them. we the saints of God. Amen. Oh, when the saints come marching in. You remember that song? There is no one to those who fear him. The young lion lacks and suffers hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So no matter what is going on in this world, the craziness of this day, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020 God is still in control of my life. And yeah, there are sorrows on this side of eternity, but I'm going to a place where there'll be no more tears. I'm going to a place that there'll be no more goodbyes. I'm going to a place that Father God said, I will wipe every tear from your eyes and there will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. The former things are passed away. And yes, we're learning to walk in some of it in this life, but we are not gonna achieve all of it until we get to that life. So for today, for myself, and I know many of you I am hashtagging come on say with me looking up our redemption draws nigh our redemption draws nigh John 16 why don't you turn there with me John 16 27 Jesus told us that no matter how bad things are the father catch this now himself loves you well, how does God love everybody? I don't know. I'm not God. You ask him. But when I talk to him, he talks back. When Christine talks to him, he talks back to her and Brandy and Scott and each and every one of us. How does he do it? I don't know. But he does. He walks with me and talks with me all through life's narrow ways. He lives. He lives. How many remember that song? A few of you do. Okay. Here's Jesus speaking now. Watch what he says in John 16, 27. Such a beautiful verse. Sometimes we just rush over these verses. Ready? For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and you have believed that I came forth from God. How many here believe that Jesus Christ came forth from God? Just raise your hand with me. The Father himself, Abba, Abba, Daddy, personally loves you. Personally wants to have a relationship with you. Personally wants to spend time, maybe in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, maybe in the evening, with you. Go over to Matthew 6.25. Matthew 6.25. Jesus was constantly relaying to his disciples and to us the Father's heart, the Father's desire, the Father's love, how the Father wants to take care of us. And to me, this portion of Scripture is probably one of the best right here. In Matthew 6, 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, Stop worrying. Pastor, I wish I could learn how to meditate on the word. Try how you worry. Put the word there in place. Because meditation or, or getting the word in you is just opposite of worry. Amen. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food in the body? More than clothing. Watch now. Look at the birds of the year. Man, the other day I was watching them out there. They're in their migration or whatever. And you see this type of bird and that type of bird. Look at the birds of the year. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. The other day I was watching, it was like a documentary. And it was showing, I think I shared a little bit of this with you, that the elephants, they have to keep finding these water holes in Africa. And then they go to the next one when it dries out. All of a sudden, this flock of little birds, they were about that big. Tens of thousands of them came and they drank all the water out of that water hole. They said they drank in one one day what elephants would have drank in a week. That herd of elephants would have drank in a week. The little little sticky birds, like a little sparrow, dried that thing right out. Their father took care of them. He took care of them. What well, about the elephants? They were taken care of too, amen? By the end of the story, they were all, it started raining again, amen? Okay. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet you are, say with me, heavenly father. Say with me heavenly father say it again your heavenly father feeds them are you not more valuable than they this world tries to tell us we're just animals that's why just go with your instinct do whatever pleases you i am not an animal i am not made by no from no gorilla monkey frog tadpole come on give me some amens in this church I was formed and fashioned by Abba, Father, the creator of everything, himself, himself. Well, did, why did God create sin? He did never created sin. If you study about Lucifer, it says until iniquity was found in you. Somehow Satan created iniquity. Satan can never... I mean, let me say it like this. Satan can never create something. He can only pervert something. Took the goodness of God and brought sin about. Amen. And you can go through all that. God brings health. He brings sickness. Amen. God made good dancing. The devil makes bad. You can go right to the minutes of stuff if you want. Keep going on. Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to a statue? So why do you worry about clothing? I love the way he says this. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Is that the truth? I, as fall started setting in, I was watching this, these berries. They're like real bright orange. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And they just kind of look like they're vines all over the tree. And then all of a sudden they pop, and this beautiful red part of it came out. And I'm like, holy cow, we consider that a weed, and it's beautiful. Beautiful oranges and reds all mixed together. And that's what he's saying. Yet even Solomon, in all of his glory, Solomon would be considered today not a billionaire. He would be a trillionaire the wealth that he had, what King David left him. King David, it says in the book of Acts, he fulfilled this purpose in life that God gave him to do and he rested with his fathers. That's what I want to do, amen? The apostle Paul said it like this, I've run my race, I finished my course. Now there is waiting for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord himself will give unto me and not to me only, but all those that desire his coming. Woo! I got me that crown coming. You know why? Look it up. Amen. All right, keep going on. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the fields, which today is tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, therefore, ready? Do not worry. (laughs) Do not worry. Come on. Do not worry. (laughs) Say, brain. Do not worry. Do you know that you could still be in faith when your brain, your mind is running a zillion miles an hour, but your heart is still king? Because it says, believe in your heart and say with your mouth. The brain, the mind is just, that's why I love praying in tongues, because it says the, the mind is unfruitful. Amen? Amen. My mind could be spinning a zillion miles an hour. I'm just praying in tongues. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not on the man, but unto God. For no man understands him, i be it in the spirit. He speaketh mysteries. People say, what's spiritual praying? Praying in tongues, as he said. In the spirit. What is it then? I will pray in the spirit. I will pray with my understanding. I will see in the spirit. I will sing with my understanding. Let me say with the subject here oh ye of little faith therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat when you going to put the lasagna on or what shall we drink what are in a couple of weeks we're going to be saying what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink what shall we wear for after all these things the gentile seeks for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things come on read verse 33 with me ready but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, I love this last verse. Come on, why don't you read it with me? Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day as its own trouble. Here's how that last part says in the book of... Uh, in the book of... Uh, in the book of... In the translation of... The Passion Translation. Ready? Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenges that come your way. One day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. Amen? I have challenges. You have challenges. I know the Ripley's challenges are different than mine. They have five children. Amen? Christine is single. There's challenges in that area. I'm married. There's definitely challenges in that area. We all have challenges. But hear what he says. Deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. time. Jesus and the Father. Again, I know I preach this here a lot, but it is probably the entire New Testament in this little statement. Jesus and the Father are one. When you see Jesus, you're seeing the Father. For those that don't understand what I mean, turn with me to John 14, 7. Oh my, we're almost out of time, guys. His acts, the acts of Jesus and his words came right from the Father. That's why we can love the Father. We can thank him even in the midst of this chaotic world because he's a good God. Remember the statement, verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. Why would he make that statement? Because Jesus Christ was constantly bragging about the Father over and over he's talking he's telling his disciples about the father and he's saying hey it's sufficient for us right jesus said to him have i been with you so long and yet you have not known me philip he come on say with me he who has seen me has seen the father that's why when people say god put sickness on on them what bible are you reading Show me one, uno, one time that Jesus ever put sickness on a person. Show me where he said, take leprosy, be blind. You don't see it. Again, you got to stick with this New Testament eyes even when you're looking to the Old Testament. There were people like Abraham, people like David, people like Moses, people like Daniel that understood the heart of God. And because of that, David is called the man after God's own heart. Abraham is called the friend of God. Moses, it says, I talked to him as a friend face to face because they understood the heart of God. Amen? Look what it says. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Watch, watch how many times he says Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, does the work, believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe in me for the sake of the works themselves. Amen. Let me just read a devotional to you that I read that I thought was so good, and we'll pick this up next week. Listen to this. It's a little long, but it's so good. I was talking to a reporter one time, and I can tell he didn't like the fact that my message is so positive and so hopeful. He asked what I would tell a person who lost a job and was about to lose a home and had no place to go and all sorts of other problems. He painted the worst possible situation. I said, first of all, I would encourage that person to get up and find something to be thankful for. And secondly, I would encourage the person to expect things to turn around, expect new doors to open, expect breakthrough, because the scripture says when darkness overtakes the righteous, light will come bursting in. When you don't see a way out and it's dark, you're in a prime position for God's favor to come bursting in. The reporter said, but wouldn't that be giving them false hope? I said, here's the alternative. I could tell them, be negative, bitter, give up, complain, be depressed. All that would do is make the matter worse. You may be in a difficult situation, but instead of being negative, just dig in your heels and say, I refuse to live with a negative attitude. I'm not giving up on my dream. I'm not living without purpose or zeal. I may not see a way, but I know God has a way. It may be dark, but I'm expecting the light to come burst again. I'm setting my mind for victory. That's what allows God to work. It's not just mind over matter it's not just having a positive attitude it's your faith being released when you believe it when you believe it gets god's attention when you expect your dreams to come to pass your health to be restored and good breaks and divine connections coming your way the creator of the universe goes to work for you and then i just finished reading a story and i'll add it with that how come caleb and joshua were the only two out of the 12 to enter into the promised land. It was because of their attitude. Caleb said, what was he, 85 years old or something? Give me the mountain. Some of us want to say at 85, kumbaya, my Lord, take me home. Amen. Give me the mountain. And what did that mean by giving me the mountain? It meant lots of wars, lots of fights, and lots of situations. Amen. Church family, Abba's for you today. When you walk out these doors, see Abba, how much he loves you. Abba is for you, not against you. Amen? Amen? Let's close in prayer. Father, again, we thank you for this new day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you that we celebrate life. We celebrate your goodness, Lord. Because one day, as it says over in Isaiah 65... When we're on this new earth, the new heaven, we won't even remember this life anymore. When we enter into Narnia, we won't remember that past before the wardrobe anymore, Lord. And I thank you because we'll be with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and we'll be with Abba. This morning, I'm very serious when I say, listen, if you're not sure of your salvation, please be sure before you walk out these doors today. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, ye shall be saved. So let's do that today. Would you pray this prayer with me? We'll all pray together to make it easy for you. Say this me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of them. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Introduce me to Abba God. Introduce me to Father in Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around just for a moment, Christians praying softly. If you're here today, you have never prayed that prayer before, and you're doing it today. I want to say, Congratulations! You're making the greatest decision of your life. Your name will stay in the Lamb's Book of Life, it will not be blotted out. You will have eternity. You walk out these doors, and a Mack truck hits you, you're going to heaven. I don't care what you did yesterday, the forgiveness of God is so rich. But this morning, before we wrap up, if that's you, we'd like to give you a little gift. There is no charge for it. I will not ask you to stand. I will not ask you to come to the front. But one of our altar workers will walk around and put this right in your hand because we want you to grow in the things of God, free of charge, no strings attached. So if you're receiving Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you have, but you're not living for him, you'd like to rededicate your life, or maybe you're not sure yet, But you would still like this little gift before you leave. Just slip your hand up. Let me see it after I see it. I'll tell you to put it right back down, and they'll come to you. Just slip your hand up. Walter workers, just walk around. Don't be nervous. Don't let pride in. Don't let fear in. We knocked that thing out today. Just slip your hand up high. Let us see it. And we'll put one of these right in your hand that you can get started on the greatest adventure that you've ever been on. Amen. The adventure of Almighty God. Well, thank you. Can we give God a big praise today? <laughs> Prayer warriors, I'm going to ask a favor of you as I wrap up. We have not seen people getting born the last couple of weeks. What do we do when we see that? We start praying. Amen. So. I want you to start praying for the lost, the unchurched, and the unsaved. And don't just pray for CFFC. I pray for every church that is preaching the gospel of Jesus. Because I want to get this thing done with. Amen. I want to go, go on home. No more elections up in heaven. Can okay, I get an amen in the house today? Let me bless you as we go today, Father. We thank you for this time together. Amen. We thank you for your word. We thank you as we enter closer, closer to the Thanksgiving Day, Lord. Lord, we're going to have a good time with our families, Lord. We're going to enjoy your goodness, Lord, because you're a good God. I thank you, Father, that you You bless us, keep us, you watch over us, you are Abba to us. Come on, church family. Thank you, Lord. Say this with me, that you have made me the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are, And deeply love that we are blessed to be a blessing. And that's the most important part. We're blessed to bless others. God bless your church family. Join us Wednesday night online. The following week will be our baptisms. If you've never been water baptized, we can sure get it done. God bless.